the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is episode 260 of the Boys of Tech for the week commencing Monday the 10th of February 2014. I'm here in the studio. My name is Edwin Herman. I am joined over Skype by longtime co-host Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hi, hi. Hey, and how are you this week? Oh, not too shabby, not too shabby at all. Excellent. Well, you know, not a lot. It's one of these quiet weeks. But I have picked out, Brett, three stories which I thought we could we could cover. The first of all is related to a story we talked about on our last episode. Mm-hmm. It's the game called Flappy Bird. Mm-hmm. Now, you, neither you nor me had played that game when we recorded the previous podcast, episode 259. Indeed. And I would never have played it had you not challenged me to play it. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I know. I I kind of, we both, it's addictive. It is very addictive. I've done 10. I'm I'm, I'm good now. Yeah, my high score is five, I think. I know, six. My my high score is (laughs) six. I can see why people are addicted to this game. Now, the the thing is, the reason I've brought a, a story up related to that is that the developer of Flappy Bird, has announced he's going to remove this mobile game this coming, well, the weekend just been, actually. Well, I'm not surprised. He's a sing- <laughs> He is the sole developer of his little game company, and this one game <laughs> has gotten so much attention, he is probably being quite well hounded because of it. Well, it's received a lot of press. Indeed, a lot of press. And the people, there were rumours that there were legal uh, issues around um, taking some of the, some content from, uh, was it Mario Brothers or was it? uh, Well, you know, green pipes. Yeah. As if Mario can really claim copyright on green pipes. Yeah, I know. But (laughs) he's dismissed that. He says, no, it's nothing to do with that. But I will take Flappy Bird down. I cannot take this anymore, referring to the media attention Indeed. that the game has been having. Hey, according though, uh, according to some people, it's been re- uh, reported to be receiving fifty thousand dollars in ad revenue each day. Mm. Well, maybe he's got enough now to keep going with what he wants to do. Maybe ten days, you got half a million dollars. Indeed, he, he no longer wants to. Have Flappy Bird as the be all and end all of his of his gaming. But I, I can see <laughs> game why developing experience. <laughs> I know he, he he just built this. It's really a. I, there's no explanation though, is there, Brett, as to why it's so big? It's it's one of those things. It, it just happens. Somebody finds it. They get frustrated, annoyed, addicted to it, so they pass it around to their friends as the, the challenge, like you did. <laughs> oh, I got three. Can you get more? 
Yeah, so, I guess so because it is extremely addictive. Uh, you know, once once you because I, I think well, it's more it, the it's deceptive. The, yeah, it looks so simple. It looks so simple. It's deceptively difficult, um, and the scores that you get are so low. We're built on games that give you massive scores, and this, you know, you you <laughs> you're doing pretty good if you get into double digits. Oh yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I, I think that's what really, I, I guess, makes people rise to the challenge. You know, someone says, oh, "I only got nine. That, well, yeah, you know, and the fact that it's it's really short. When you fail, you fail quickly. And so you don't lose a huge amount of progress having to start again. Whereas certain other games... Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Games with more, you know, substance to them, they'll generally, they get to the... If they have this sort of frustration, it would be give up frustration because you just spent 10 minutes getting to where you are. Yeah. Died, crashed, whatever. As opposed to 10 seconds. Whereas this one is, yeah, it's that uh, 10 seconds you've, you've done... Ten, or, or not even that, if you misclick when the bird first starts and he plummets out of the sky, you <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, you know, now the challenge is, of course, for me to get to double digits, I want to get to 10 like you did. Mm. So I'm going to play this game until I get 10. <laughs> but I'm stopping there because 10's a nice round number and it's double digits and all that. Yep, yep. So you've, you've aggravated the, the <laughs> RSI and my... Index oh, have I? Oh no! Yeah, they blame me. Slick so much. <laughs> it's such a. I can see why people are tweet are, are saying, "Don't even get started on this game." You know, keep away from it. Well, that's what people say about um, Candy Crush as well. Yeah, they did. They said they're back. I've, now, I've never gotten into Candy Crush. Yeah, uh, so I'm glad my, I haven't. One of my housemates just got um, her first smartphone and was warned off of Candy Crush. Um, so what did she do? She got Candy Crush. Oh, no. <laughs> well, anyways, Flappy Bird you won't be able to get now. Uh, I haven't checked, but uh, it should be off the store if he's stuck to his word. Mm. But anyway, let's move on and talk about, look, you know, Steve Wozniak made some interesting comments a few days ago. He said that he would like to see an Android iPhone or an Android Apple, you know, phone from Apple. Yep. And he thinks, he, 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 I guess the way he sees it is Apple would take the the sort of the base Android and like many other manufacturers, add their own sort of flavor and look and feel to it and mm-hmm. there's your phone. And of course with Apple's lovely hardware design, he, he sees a few controversial things sometimes or what people might find controversial sometimes. Well, he, he speaks his mind. But what he says is not always well. What he says is rarely what Apple does these days. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, I think it's partly that, but it's also partly the fact that he says he he does comment quite frequently on things, and uh, you know he's you know the things that are really obvious kind of get ignored. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, whereas these you know these sorts of comments uh, tend to get noticed a lot easier. So I don't know. I I can't see it happening either. But if if they did, and by the way, he's he's saying this. Uh, he sees this, I should say, as a uh, as a cheaper alternative. So he's not he's not suggesting that Apple should have this as their only phone platform. 
uh, I think the the implication of what he's saying is carry on with your iOS device as your premium device and bring in a uh, a sort of a, a a lower price point option, which would be the Android based one. Mm-hmm. If you were in charge of Apple, would you do that? Uh, or would you no. consider it? You, you wouldn't. No. If you were um, Apple. If I, if I was Apple and I was doing what Apple was doing and I had the roadmap that I had for all of my different bits and pieces, why would I? Well, I, you know... I, I, I have a, a phone and not only do I have a phone, I have a phone and an environment. And a phone and an environment that are locked together. And once somebody gets into my phone, they get my environment and I've got them in that environment. And that's good for why Apple, would I? Right? Yeah, mm. and it's through iTunes and all of the associated things that the the true, you know. User experience? Well, the true money-making. Oh, I see, yeah, okay. Mm. The true money-making is in that environment that they have captured you into and the fact that once you've been captured into it, you kind of are then going to stick with it because you've already invested all this money. Why would they shoot themselves in the foot by giving people the same hardware experience but without bringing them into that environment yeah, look, and locking I, them into I think that. You kind of have a point there. I, I think from Apple's point of view, and it, it would lets be really... people play around with their hardware and that is one thing we know Apple does not like happening. It's all about controlling it, keeping it. You know, this thing can, is allowed to use it. This thing is not allowed to use it so that they can manage all of the different risks and rewards that come from that device. You know, I, I think you, what you sort of touched on an important point there. If they did have this Android alternative, it would be very difficult, not impossible, but very difficult, and, and therefore we're talking dollars here if they were to go ahead, to integrate that with the existing services. Take, for example, uh, I don't know, I've got an Apple TV in my lounge. Now, my, you know, your iPad, your iPhone, and the Mac just connect to it. It just knows about it. It's there. It detects it. It's on the same network. Bingo. You mm-hmm. know, you get the options. With Android, they'd have to build a whole new set of... They'd have to build an of, app and stuff. Yeah. That mm, it. It's mm. great. They'd all of that sort of stuff. You'd have to split development. I mean, it they can be done. they have support yeah. tools for both platforms. Okay, Brett, let me ask you a different question. As a consumer, would you like to see that happen? Well, as a consumer, I could do that now. No, uh, an Android-based phone from Apple. Well, as a consumer, if I wanted Android on an iPhone, there are already ports of Android to run on. Oh, I see what you are there. Unlocked iPhones. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay, but YouTube. It. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm. I have seen YouTube mm. videos of of Android. Does it run well? No idea. I've never bothered to investigate. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Those were Steve Wozniak's comments, and uh, the media sort of got hold of that. And mm. well, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, I I don't know. I okay. I I formed it. No, I have. I formed an opinion just in the last few seconds. My opinion is no, they shouldn't. But just as a side note, yes, they should offer a lower priced option, but, but that's not what an the Android iPhone phone. Cheapers, isn't it? Yeah, the iPhone C, 5C, yeah, uh, one cheaper still. 
<laughs> and I don't mean well, that's intrigue. asking too much. <laughs> I don't that mean intrigue. I don't much. mean entry level because I don't. I, I don't. I, I think it works well for Apple not to play in the entry level market. It's proved well. But well, I, they, I, they I, couldn't I think, really. The 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 big problem um, that Android has with its you know entry level, mid level, high level is the fact that when you go to the Android, and it's the, it's kind of the, the course, one of the core strengths of iTunes. When you go to the Android uh, marketplace, Google marketplace, whatever the hell they're calling it now, and you go to find an app, you don't just get an app and install it on your phone. You get an app and then check to see whether or not it runs on your phone. Yeah. and Because if you've got one, a low-end mm, phone, mm. Uh, you know, an, an entry-level Android handset, it might not run the app that you want to get it just doesn't have the oomph. Whereas you can be sure pretty much that if you have an iPhone and you go to the iTunes store, what you get is going to run. Okay, but what, so so what if they offered a, a, a lower... See, I guess what I'm saying is Apple Apple's uh, 5S, uh, for example, is it, it sits at the top end. The mm-hmm. 5C to me, sits at the sort of three quarters to the top. I want to see something in the middle. So we're talking like, you know, I don't know, 400 US dollars. Or three, 350, 400 US wow. dollars. I don't see them doing that other than when the next iteration of the iPhone comes out, the iPhone 5C will be that. I would agree with you from Apple. They kind of want to keep the, the hardware. Hmm capable of running everything that yeah but you see that's that what, iOS version but this is where i think mid level well, i mean it depends what we mean when we say mid level you know you can have things like leaving out Siri for example but not compromising too much on the hardware things like that but that's part of iOS not part of the hardware no i realize that but what i'm saying is that if they were to offer then a, they would have to fork their iOS well, and i don't see them doing that either I really don't see them doing that. I don't know if they would have to fork it, surely. Surely they, they could, uh, when it gets installed, it gets installed without it. Just with a flag or something, I don't know. Mm. But yeah, look, I, I, I tend to agree with you in terms of, from Apple's point of view, I, I don't think it should offer an Android phone. I don't think it's um, it would be a profitable alternative. Mm. I see it conflicting with too many of the, the the kind of hallmarks of what Apple has done with its products. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one last story, but I did tell you it was a quiet week. Uh, YouTube has announced it's going to try and get rid of those fraudulent video views. You know, there are a, there's a very, very small percentage of videos where the owners have bought views, right? You can kind of buy views yep. uh, of uh, you know, crowdsourced places how are they gonna know well other than than they reckon they can clean it clean it all up they reckon they can detect it my guess is they're going to probably look for ips common ips that you know do massive amounts of likes yeah yeah. but there's we're, we're in a world with rapidly diminishing ips ip addresses well an ip address space and the number of places that utilize you know, single outward-facing IP addresses. But if they see the same IP address following the same sort of patterns day after day, week after week, mm. that raises 
flags to, to, to yes. me. I mean, it, it, the chance of you, if you're Indeed. DSL mode and getting that same they IP address. They will have to do a little more looking at the, the patterns. Oh, yeah. I think the there'll be a lot of pattern matching heuristics. kind of, yeah, yeah. blanket. This is, this is fraudulent. No, no. But I think they can also, I, I suspect if they're smart, and I know Google are smart, they can do things like, for example, if if they're tracking users either by IP or by session, it doesn't doesn't matter what. However, they do it. If they notice that they tend to normally like videos on I don't know pro democracy, and all of a sudden they're liking all these anti democracy videos, it you know because Google can tell what you like. I mean, you've seen that. You look at the side panel and it's all the stuff that you've related to what you like because they know unless you've removed your cookies unless you've removed your cookies yeah but you you (laughs) know don't log into your gmail while you're while you're googling yeah but then they can do things like using ip this is what i why why i said ip as well before Mm. but you know they can do things like that and they can be pretty smart about it you know if you if you normally follow a pattern of of liking certain things and not so much others and suddenly that there's something that goes out of that then they run into the they they still doing that sort of thing run into shooting themselves in the foot because people do change their mind about things. Yeah, I know, you but I think, I, I think what I'm saying Republican is... could have Republican for, you know, a decade and then decide that the, the, the current candidate is just not cutting the mustard and the Democratic opponent is significantly better. Yeah, I know, so but if you're... Uh, or, or the other way around. Or the person who's just moved into the house that currently has that IP address coming out of it might be pro something entirely different. I know. I guess what I'm saying though is that just those are, I think, some of the the um, what do you call it the uh, indicators that they can use to feed into an algorithm. It's it's not going to be the only thing. I'm just saying. Mm. I think those all form part of the picture. And you take yeah. lo- lots and lots and lots of these algorithms, put them together, and where there's a consistent sort of indicator then you probably have something. One on its own, possibly, I, I agree. You possibly have something, Edwin. Well, the, the more you have, the more likely it is, is, is what I'm saying. And I agree with you. Just the one measurement doesn't mean anything. You've, you've given me examples of where that could be the case legitimately. But as I say, the more of these models they build, the better their signal-to-noise ratio. Anyway, well, YouTube, Google seem convinced that they can clean up this sort of counterfeit views because it's it's hurting it's hurting everyone when videos have well, a large, large amount of it's views. It's hurting the, the legitimate. Well, I think it's hurting everyone because a, a, a video that has a large amount of views that are, are not legit, the person who's paying for ads, or the people, I should say, that have paid for ads on that video aren't getting the return because they're, they're from people who are deliberately look, looking at the video to increase the view count, not for their own leisure and therefore they're not clicking on the ads and so those advertisers are going to see a, a lower return on an investment in their advertising with Google which in turn hurts the the, uh, the Google ad value so it hurts everyone mm. and, and uh, you know Google are convinced they can clean it up Twitter and Facebook have had endless troubles trying to do the same thing Indeed, but, indeed. Uh, see if Google can do any better. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it is. It, it's well, just like any predator-prey relationship. It is a constantly evolving struggle, and one side will come up with a neat way of doing something, then the other side will counter that with a different way of doing it, which obfuscates what they're doing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, very much the cat and mouse game. But you know, Google. Uh, I, I guess I, I put my faith in Google more more so than than Twitter and Facebook to come up with 
such heuristics to detect uh, fraudulent views. They're the king of algorithms. Look at their search algorithm. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll see. And we all, mm. that, that's on Palumpas. It's no, it's no actual algorithm. That barge is just one of the newest accommodation units for a new shipment shipment of Oompa Oh, is it now? Right, right, right. I'll let you get back to uh, watching the uh, the movies that you watch, like the uh, ch- Chocolate Factory and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brett, that, uh, that's pretty much all I had. Did you have anything else you wanted to, to raise this week? Uh, I, I think uh, quite some time ago we did a story on drones, little drone copters, and one possible use in delivering things like yeah. beer, et cetera. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And yeah, Amazon, yeah. I think we covered the Amazon one as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, apparently a um, Wisconsin-based beer company posted a YouTube clip of a drone ferrying a case of beer to some frozen lake fishes. Oh, yes, I've seen, yeah, I've seen that, that video yeah, yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and th- they've been told by the FAA to knock it off. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> Why, what was the, the reason they gave? Because using drones for commercial purposes isn't legal yet. Oh, really? Yeah. But, I, I, is, but isn't Amazon doing that? Well, is it's it, quite is possibly it the- an experiment that may be shot down by the FAA. So I, I, either that's not the reason. Either the that's not, it, here's what I'm thinking: either that's not the real reason, or Amazon have uh, you know a special license dispensation, if you like, from the FAA to do their uh, you know their pilot. Excuse the pun there on the word pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so they were yeah, I can see the uh, the story there. They've uh, been the FAA have asked them to to take that down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. The uh, the drone laws really haven't caught up with technology yet. Indeed. Well, mm. most laws haven't caught up with technology. A lot haven't, and, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes the laws don't quite cut the mustard to technology, and other times when they review the laws, they go significantly overboard. And, yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, that was interesting. I didn't know about that. Thanks for, uh, yeah, bringing that to our attention. Because I, I saw the video. Uh, I watched that. I don't know how I came across it, but I watched it. Probably on break.com or something. <laughs> All right, Brett, that's pretty much it then for episode awesome. 260. Whoa, that's are you me. still there? Yep. You fall off your chair. Uh, oh, no. I guess I must have knocked the microphone. Oh, right. Scratching my ear. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. <laughs> okay. All right, Brett, thanks very much for doing episode 260 with me. Not a problem. And uh, we'll do it again next time. Indeed. All right, thanks, Brett, and thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.